The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Reaction Time. This podcast will be 90% Younger Bastida propaganda. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, Iowa State, Missouri. We are at... We're we're done with the regular season. Full season's over. Um, and Iowa State beat Missouri 41 to 3. Um, few notable things. Few notable things, right? Um, we can start with the fact that before the duel even started, I was told that some fans were like I don't know if reprimanded is the word to use, but some fans were told they could indeed not have duck whistles duck. Duck calling, calls. Yeah, duck calling whistles. Um, yeah, I think they had them. I think they were using them already. Um, I think Missouri came out to warm up maybe, and what few fans were in there were up to their shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I had someone DM me that they had ducks. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got the picture. They yep. let me know. Little rubber ducks. Yep. Brought their own. Bring your own ducks. <laughs> um and everybody was very unhappy with the 165 pounds. Yeah. I felt bad for that kid. No, poor Jeremy Jankowitz. He <laughs> it wasn't his fault. And fans know it's not his fault. They're booing the coach. Right. Not poor Jeremy. The situation. Um, but Jeremy was absolutely on the receiving end. Missouri's driving up to Cedar Falls, and suddenly news starts swirling that Missouri's lineup is sick. Mm -hmm. Just magically sick. Very ill. Everyone. Every single starter. Almost the entire lineup. Besides Zach Elam and Josh Edmond are yep. sick. Yeah. Um, the two guys ranked lower than Iowa State guys. Yeah. Two of the guys. I mean, there's other ones too, but the two most notable. Yep. And so, you know, meltdown started. Mm -hmm. We had meltdowns, of course, because you have the biggest duel in the Big 12. Yep. <laughs> and suddenly everyone in Missouri sick. Mm -hmm. um, I... My take, I'm sure someone was sick. Yep. I want to believe Keegan was sick just because what we know about him, right? Like we don't know him personally, mm -hmm. but I want to believe that Keegan would not fake sick. Yeah. That's what I want to believe. Yeah. And I'm not going to accuse him of it, but I just think it's a little weird <laughs> that before this weekend, suddenly your whole lineup's a wreck. Yep. That's just weird. It's weird. Um, I mean, this is what I was saying to people at and before the meet. Um, I never want anyone to be sick. I never want right. I don't want to wish ill on anybody. Right. But I kind of hope they were all sick because otherwise it looks really cowardly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's to your point about Keegan O'Toole. That doesn't seem to be in his nature yeah. to want to duck people. Um, now, Coach Kevin Dresser, after the dual meet, did begin his press conference by saying that um Missouri uh deployed a strategy and he said we'll see if that strategy works for him <laughs> so he is firmly on the camp of he doesn't think that they were sick and they were probably dodging and I'm going to go ahead and assume that Kevin Dresser has more information than I do yeah um so I'm going to go ahead and guess that a lot of those guys were probably not that sick if they were sick and probably did duck and as far as Keegan O'Toole goes um like I said, Jack, neither Jack or I knows him personally. We only know what we've seen him in from interviews and um, tweets and things of that nature. Um, 
it doesn't seem like it'd be in his personality. But when your coach holds out seven other guys out of the lineup, six other guys out of the lineup, um, what if he just tells you, no, we're not going to bring you? Yeah. What, what do you do as a wrestler in that position? Even if you want to wrestle, but your coach says no, you can't just force yourself on the bus and force yourself on the mat. Um, maybe you can try, but um, I we'll see. I mean, we won't see, actually. We won't know. Um, but that's, that's where my mind went. It was like, I don't think Keegan would do it, but if your coach says that you're going to do it, you kind of have to listen to him. So um, I hope he... Again, it feels really weird to say you hope someone's sick because that's not a situation right. that is ever a reality. Right. But that is a better alternative than ducking David Carr well, and what could have been the biggest <clears throat> match of the entire season and the right. entire past few seasons. So um, really tough situation. And it's it's Jackie and I are only speculating, which makes it not easy to talk about. But right. um, it's a tough situation a very unfortunate situation regardless and um i mean props to david for being all class about it but um yeah tough situation well and coach smith had shared friday night um with one of the interviews he did i believe it was with Flo. um he said that he left a van he said i left a, a van or a suburban or something because allegedly the plan was if keegan felt up to it that he would be driven up to Ames on Sunday hmm. or Saturday, I suppose. But that obviously didn't happen. No. But like you said, we'll never know. I think it pushes Eli, who covers wrestling for the register, and I had a good conversation of, like, it pushes us again, one again, to sit and ask ourselves, how do we make duels matter more mm -hmm. to where guys can't duck out of matches and again like you said it's very difficult to have the conversation without necessarily like pointing fingers but like how do we make duels matter so that every match matters mm -hmm. you know what i mean so yeah i think i think it was extremely unfortunate regardless of whether it was ducking whether it was actually being sick it just it ultimately robbed us of something that we had talked about every single day for a week yep so it's hard and since the beginning of the season since yeah. the end of last year, we've talked about this. Yeah. And I think, I think even Dresser said it, like you spend all this time promoting it and then this is what you have. Mm -hmm. So, but what I told someone who asked me, or maybe it was Aiden, maybe it was Aiden. We kind of talked about how, despite the duel not being what it was supposed to be, we were still able to get some, some good stuff out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Anthony Echemendia had us on the edge of our seats. That was very stressful. Like Hilton was a hot mess. <laughs> and then you kind of like work your way towards David's match. And then that's a whole thing. And then you, you know, you have MJ do his thing and then you kind of keep working your way and then you get to younger. It's mm -hmm. so like, there was still enough that it was still pretty rowdy. I'll give this. There was 7,013 fans in attendance mm -hmm. and they were hostile. They were. <laughs> they were hostile from the moment you walked in. Yep. So the environment was pretty, pretty fun, honestly. Mm -hmm. I was pretty stressed down there. <laughs> it was great. It was a wonderful environment. So shout out to the people that did go. Um, it was an excellent, excellent environment for wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we get into the obvious ones that we'll talk about, Give me your takeaway about all the other matches that aren't David Carr or Younger Basito. 
Yeah, um, it went how you'd expect it to go against a lineup that was missing eight starters. Mm -hmm. um, Evan Frost dominated, Casey Swiderski dominated, Cody Chittum dominated, MJ Gaetan dominated, Will Feldkamp coming back from injury, wrestled Colton Hawks, who was Missouri starter last year, mm -hmm. at least for a time. I think he finished the season as their starter um, and lost 12 to eight. And it, again, similar to Anthony Echemendio, who we'll talk about, Feldkamp was the aggressor the entire match. He just went for something when it wasn't there and got taken down and put on his back for a little bit. And he couldn't quite come back the same way Anthony did. And coach dresser said it. And I'm on, I'm in the same camp. He is. I'm not worried about that. It was yeah. his first match back from a relatively serious injury, a strained elbow. Um, so that one didn't really worry me. And then Julian Broderson is the last one. I mean, shout out mm -hmm. to Julian Broderson. He's the guy we've talked about um, a lot this season. I think expectations at the beginning of the season were pretty, not, really high for him but ncaa qualifier uh fortunately hasn't quite lived up to that status but um he did get a good win in his final dual meet in hilton seven to two mm -hmm. over jesse cassette and that's a great way to end your hilton career if that's i mean he's gonna wrestle in the big 12s but if that's his last dual meet that's a great win for him yeah when you got that second takedown mm -hmm. it was one of those internal like yes Mm -hmm. good for you yep. i'm so glad you got this for yourself yep. so no yeah i agree it was good to see him get that i know he's had a few tough losses so good to see him be able to close out on a high note instead of you know disappointed so oh the last thing kaisen tarakina was yep. not in attendance um at all that we could see at the dual meet um ethan perriman won by forfeit because missouri who has 325 pounders and did not bring a single one of them uh, which is an interesting decision. Maybe <laughs> maybe they were all sick. Um, but yeah, Ethan Perriman is one who won by forfeit. Kyson was not in attendance. He did not take the mat. So um, that's the other notable thing. We don't know what his status is going to be for Big 12s. Yeah, That's sure. unclear. So we'll find out next week and we talk to Dresser about that. But hey, I mean, Ethan Perriman... He got full full intro, new updated video. Yeah. It was he got the whole whole walkout. He did. <laughs> I love that. And unfortunately for him, he still had to make weight. You still have to make weight to accept a <laughs> forfeit. So he had to cut down all the way to 125 just to get his hand raised and walk back off the map. How annoying is that? I was gonna say like I you cut how down, much... you don't even get the reward of actually wrestling. I know. I wonder how much he was weighing when they were like, Hey man, it's, it's gonna you. be you. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, no, I would agree. It was good to see, you know, Julian get a win. MJ Gaetan pinned his guy as, you know. As, as he does. <laughs> I just, I was telling Aiden earlier, like, when next season when it's MJ's matches, I need to physically walk to the other side because he always celebrates towards the bench mm. immediately. That's where he looks. So I never get a picture of him because he, I, it's his back. Yeah. So not that MJ needs to cater to me, but <laughs> he wants to celebrate in my direction. That would make for better pictures. Um, I have a theory about MJ Gaetan. Oh. All right. I think he's the Rob Jones of this wrestling team. He's just a ball of chaos one way or the other, good or bad. That's fair. I would it's probably seen, say he's not nearly chaotic on the bad side. Right. But yeah. it's just like you never really know what's going to happen with him. No, that's I I would agree with that. Yeah. From one match, from one moment to the next. Because like <laughs> against the you and I guy, he put himself on his back a couple times. Mm -hmm. And like it didn't cost him. But in those moments, you're like, please don't pin yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's, well, I get that. Yeah. That kind of hit me on Sunday. Yeah. I love it. I, I was waiting for you to say the like. But MJ is better. 
<laughs> but MJ is better. There you no, go. no, no offense to Rob Jones. Not that Rob Jones is going to listen to this podcast, but um, no, I would agree. He stresses me out sometimes. Yeah. Those scrambles where he's going for that, for the pin. I'm just like, oh God, what if he ends up pinning himself mm-hmm. on accident? But you know what? At Which the, I don't think he's ever done. I don't think he's no. ever pinned himself. So like, I don't know why I get as nervous as I do when he puts himself to his back because he always <laughs> gets out of it. But like, it's just a natural instinct of like, a wrestler's not supposed to be on their back and he puts himself on his back sometimes. So it's just like, please don't. And then he ends up pinning the guy. It's like, all right, fine. Well, I also think Iowa State just hasn't had a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Whereas right now, this lineup does. Mm-hmm. Cody Chittum stresses me out. MJ Gaetan stresses me out. Like Will Feldkamp. What are they going to do? You don't know. Mm-hmm. So, whereas like before, I feel like it was definitely not that. Like no. we would get it in such rare occasions that when mm-hmm. that's why when Jason Kreiser came in, everyone's that's like, dear God. There was one guy, Jason Kreiser, who did that. <laughs> yeah. Like even Jared Dagan, who had a pretty funky style, never put himself on his back. No. And so. it, ironically, it would be um, Josh Edmond who mm-hmm. would get him in those scrambles. But yeah, it would. It just hasn't been a very common thing for us at Iowa State. Nope. So, um, Anthony Angevinier. Yeah. That guy. That guy. He, um, I told Aiden, I got a video of him when he won and he threw up a heart. I don't know if you saw that. He had I a did. little hand heart. I did see that. I need to share that. Mm-hmm. I got a video of it. So, he had Josh Edmond as uh, wrestled him quite a few times. Anthony won the match 10 to 9. And there was a moment in the first period, right? It was in the first period when he kind of somehow ended up on his back, gave up a takedown and back points. Yeah, we went for a throw Mm -hmm. and Edmund is very good upper body, which which is why Jarrett Dagan struggled (laughs) with him because that's all Jarrett did, his upper body stuff. Um, So Anthony went for a throw, ended up on his own back, gave up a takedown for a near fall, um, squirmed out of a pin, which great. And then uh, went to work, man, because he was down 7-0 right, right mm-hmm. at the beginning and got a takedown, got another takedown. Um, and then the third period uh, with like, what, 30 seconds left, I think. <laughs> um, it was upper body again. Like there was the, almost the exact same body lock. And he went for it again and he ended up on top this time and got the takedown, rode him out, which was a thing because if he didn't write him out, he won 10 to nine. If you didn't write him out, you're going to sudden victory. Yeah. And when you have three takedowns in a row, you like your chances in sudden victory. But um, man, that last lift and throw by Anthony was electric. Like we, when you see the video for that uh, cyclone wrestling put out, you just see all the fans in the yeah. first 10 rows just stand up immediately <laughs> as soon as he lifts them up off the mat. It's like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. He, you can tell that he's definitely in a much more confident space. So mm-hmm. when I saw him going for it again, I was like, Ooh, I really hope he just launches it. Just yep. do it. And he did. And that's, that's what you want to see from guys, right? You want to see them get to a place where they just throw it out there. And I think that's exactly what Anthony's been doing. Yep. So, and not to mention, um, Edmund was gave up two stall points. Yep. So those stall calls mm-hmm. from Missouri. Besides the one that they randomly gave Chittum, but neither here nor there. Yeah, that one, who oh boy. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I, yeah, that Chittum stall was uh, bad. But uh, a notable thing about Josh Edmond is he beat Kale Happel mm-hmm. um, a couple of days before against you and I. And Happel was, I mean, Etchemendia beat Happel as well, but Happel was ranked number six. Yep. So, like, J- Josh Edmond isn't a nobody. He's a very good wrestler. So, 
that was a really good win from Anthony Etchemendia. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like the if you look at the ranking just on paper, you might be like, oh, that it shouldn't have been that close. But like you said, it was it was a good match besides that third period where Edmund clearly was like, mm, I'm checked out here. Yeah, I'm having a tough time. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. So uh what Jess was saying the post duel, he was like, shout out to Team Cuba today or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because yeah, they had some those were probably the loudest matches was Younger's and Anthony's just yeah. from an action standpoint. An action standpoint, absolutely. So yeah. we need we need to acknowledge Kyvan's call. That was on incredible. The throw. Yes, he, it was. I think Kyvan had an out of body experience. He did. He for <laughs> sure. <Whoa>! Did. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you hear that, Jackie? Have you seen no, that? Oh, you need I, to see that. It's incredible. I'll, I'll pull it up quick. Okay. Show it, it, is show it to the audience. Good. Is it the one that Andy tweeted that said "sound up"? No, that was just the, the, crowd? the, the crowd's reaction. Okay. But no, Kyvan had an excellent call on that. I love it. Where he just screamed. I never heard Kyvan really? show that much emotion. <laughs> and it was fantastic. I was telling someone, one of my best friends yesterday was like, oh, how was the duel? Like, did it end up being a lot more calm since the lineup wasn't what you thought? It was honestly kind of a chaotic day to cover wrestling. No. Like, I was very behind on updates. I was like scrambling trying to get all these like the pictures as I transfer them uh during the matches or in between I don't know what it was about Sunday regardless of Missouri's team makeup I was just like not as on it I was just all over the place so I had to catch up on like 800 tweets after the duel that's fair show it to us Echimandia on the hunt, gets to the side, body lock position. Oh, oh my God. That really must have been You're right. Body lock position. Oh, yeah, that definitely sounds like he had another experience. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it sounds like he definitely was. It's like one of those moments where you uh, kind of forget that you're in the zone mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, no, I get it. Relatable. Yep. It wasn't <laughs> dissimilar to my reaction. I don't know if I screamed, but I was like, Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing in the moment. Again, in those moments where things like that happen, I just kind of black out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm just trying my best to make sure I'm capturing what I need to be capturing. So that's funny. I wish I could have heard him. I'm not even sitting that far away from him. Uh, like I said, I'm not kidding. The crowd was so loud. Mm-hmm. I think it was very... I think them being loud is what probably also had me kind of like oh, anxious. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's awesome. I love it. Shout out to Kyvin who did a wonderful job this season. He did. That's he awesome. Did. I love it. Raw emotion. Um, David Carr. Mm-hmm. So David goes into this and I will give, like you said, kudos to David, because when he was asked about it after he said, at the end of the day, it was still good for him to have to have mentally prepared mm-hmm. for that match regardless, Yep, which is true. It's good. You put yourself in that mindset. It gets easier as the season goes. Cause at the end of the day, they're probably going to meet up twice. Yep. So most likely. And it wasn't obviously what he wanted, but you know, he still got to go out there. I love that he clearly was like on his way to a tech fall and just went ahead and got a pin. Yep. Like if you're going to close it out one way, I'm glad it was a pin. I'm glad he got to have the standing ovation. And David talked a lot about how cool the crowd was. And he mentioned how the whiteout was really cool. Mm -hmm. 
I've seen the white for basketball. I did not know what to expect for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. That was very good. Like the crowd was very, very much um all wore white shirts. So it made the moment almost like like looking at the pictures, it just looks very, I don't even know how to describe it, but just all the white, the sea of white t-shirts in the background. Mm-hmm. Um it's pretty cool for David, um, but he signed the mat. Yep. Who was it? Who he? I can't remember who he credited. Hidley from North Carolina State. Don't remember which one. It was either Hayden or Trent Hidley, but I don't remember which one. Yeah, he like bent down and he signed the mat. Well, signed the mat. He didn't actually sign the mat. Um, and then went and celebrated with his team. Mm-hmm. So yep. if we couldn't have a Keegan O'Toole match, I think he got the best case scenario, which is a first period pin, yep. standing ovation, 7,000 fans are standing cheering for you. Yep. So. And the pin came off a dresser dump too. Oh, which yes. Is fun. Yes. The the move his coach coined, invented, <laughs> not quite invented, but made popular for sure. Um, hit the dresser dump for a pin in his last match in Hilton. I, in my postal story, I wrote how David is probably going to be one of the most entertaining wrestlers of the dresser era. Mm-hmm. And I think... David doing the dresser dump is like such a testament to that because that is like, like that is part of his training process. Like he sat down and thought, I'm going to incorporate this into my match. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be how I win. Yeah. Imagine being so good at what you do (laughs) that you get to decide how you're going to win. And he does that often. He does. So I just, David, like, like we've said for weeks, it would, what a career 67 to no. Mm -hmm. So in I dual just, meets. Yeah. yeah, in dual meets. Crazy. Never lost a match in Hilton. Like, can you imagine that? Like, his entire career, all he's ever experienced is winning. Yeah, up there, right so. up there with uh, Dan Gable and Kale Sanderson. So. It's pretty good company. Yeah. No, I think, like we've talked about, our days are numbered with David. So, it it's a bittersweet moment. But I'm excited because I know he's about to give us the best performance ever mm-hmm. in the, in the month of March. Like if you want to talk about a guy who's going to go throw it out there, it's going to be David. And now you almost have like this added little chip on your shoulder that you didn't get mm-hmm. to have the Keegan O'Toole matches that you were going to have. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, again, we've talked about it for weeks, how these guys are going to go back and forth three times in a row. And that's not what we got. Nope. So it just adds a little extra. So I'm curious to see what David's cooking for us for Big 12s and NCAAs. So it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but going on to the the big, big match of the day, the top five matchup we had, Zach Elam, Younger Bastida, the only match we weren't robbed of. Mm-hmm. Um, I did question, will Younger pick him up? Will Younger be able to pick him up? And we asked Younger, and Younger very confidently has said, he doesn't care who it is, he's going to go for it. Mm-hmm. He And I think it was you that asked him, and he said, I've wrestled freestyle, like that's what you do. Yep. So it's already in his nature to just do it. But when he did it, it was one of those like slow-mo moments where I was sitting there with my camera, and I was like, is he, gonna, is he really going to do this? Mm-hmm. And it was glorious. It was beautiful. I think the crowd lost their minds. Yep. It was again one of those moments where I almost felt like I blacked out in the moment. Talk about it from your perspective, since you sit up higher and you get to kind of oversee the arena. Yeah. 
So he had already had a couple takedowns by that point. Uh, Zach Elam looked like he was struggling, looked mm-hmm. like he was not having a fun time. Nope. Um, and I saw him open up, like, and I'd seen it before, and I'm guessing Younger saw the same thing, where Elam at a couple times just kind of stood straight up as he's backing away from Younger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I saw Younger hit that double. And the ref, the best, my one of my favorite parts, not my favorite, the second favorite <laughs> part of that moment was the ref hit him for stalling. In that moment too so zach elam got hit for stalling he's getting double legged and as soon as younger hit the doubling it's like oh my gosh i think he's gonna pick him up because when he hit that double like he could have just gone behind him mm-hmm. and taken him down would have been easy that's what most that's what 99 percent of heavyweights do is they just go behind him after they hit the <laughs> double leg but he hits a double leg picks him up and literally drives his face zach elam's face into the mat and after that moment he was broken like younger Bastida does not try to ride anybody. I'm not saying he can't, he's not great at it, but he, I'm not saying he can't, but he doesn't try to ride anybody. He's comfortable on his feet. Yeah. And Zach Elam just let younger ride him. And there's a couple couple more after that where younger let him up. Like he had to physically let him up. He stood up <laughs> off of him. So Zach could stand up because Zach didn't want to, he wanted to stay on the mat and be defeated. And younger wasn't ready for that. He's like, no, yeah. well, I'm going to take you down a couple more times. Actually. Um, so yeah, my perspective of the double leg and picking him up and literally driving his face into the mat was uh I freaked out. Similar to Kyvin, honestly, in that moment, I know I did kind of go, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's happening. And it did happen and it was awesome. I love how confident Younger is. Me too. Especially because he backs it up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the risk that you run when you you know, either you hype yourself up or if you're a trash talker, there's always that little room for, well, what if you can't back it up? But so far this season, Younger has backed it up. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, like you said, he rode Elam a minute 28 yeah. to be specific, which is a long time. Yeah, It is a long time. Um, and I just, I don't know what, just watching Elam not, try essentially i don't know if it was because young he was just like yeah younger's whooping whooping my ass right now <laughs> like i don't i don't know but i just today i want to bring let's bring up the tweet mm-hmm. so younger wins 13 to 4 obviously this is a huge deal in terms of rankings in terms of the big 12 like we've been waiting for this matchup just as much as David's because this is a very important matchup when it comes to Bastida's future in terms of winning a big 12 title mm-hmm. today, younger Bastida gifted us a tweet where he says he, <laughs> he tweeted, you can run, but you can't hide. See you in hashtag. See you in March. Hashtag. I am coming air Bastida. And then the photo for people not watching it. <laughs> is the grim reaper meme where he's gone through three rooms before and he's knocking on the room of the fourth door and the first <laughs> one is um the michigan Lu- lucas davison then colton schultz then zach elam and then on the fourth door it's greg kirkfleet and wyatt hendrickson <laughs> and it is incredible um because yeah younger's beaten three other top five guys yeah. all three of those guys were top five when younger mm-hmm. wrestled them um and then now Lucas Davison is the only one that's not. So, yeah, you know, Younger, that was an incredible tweet. He's a different kind of guy right now. It's like he said, he said it both Thursday and on Sunday. When guys wrestle me, they have to survive. 
And that's exactly what we saw with Zach Elam. Zach Elam did not survive. No. I think he tried to survive in that first minute or two. Yeah. But then I think he realized real quick he can't survive. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm in over my head. And he just kind of shut down. And Younger, yep. Younger said that was going to happen. He's like, he's not a guy who scores a lot. So I think I'm just going to be able to go in there and he's going to have to survive. And he didn't. Zach Elam did not survive. I think what also makes me love Younger and just what he's like as an athlete is that Younger always talks with an ego about himself. Mm -hmm. Like I've never heard him just sit and trash on anyone or just like, just like, you know, like the banter he gives us, it's just about him and his confidence and what he knows he's capable of. And I really respect that because I think it just highlights how comfortable he is as an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Like he is just so confident in what he's capable of that I believe him when he says his opponents don't matter. Yeah. Like I believe him when others say, I don't necessarily believe him. It's just, yeah. it's like coach speak, right? Like, Oh, I'm just focused on the opponent ahead of me, you mm -hmm. know, but I believe younger that he really does truly believe that he can beat Greg Kirkfield and Wyatt Hen Hendrickson, just like he's beat all the other heavyweights. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome. I feel like you don't always tend to see opponents. I don't know treat each other that way. And I feel like I would be so curious to hear what Craig Kirkfleet and Wyatt Hendrickson think about this tweet. Mm -hmm. Cause I really don't think that younger put it out as like a malicious, like, no, you know, like I really think he's being funny, but also like being serious, like confident, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the I'm next coming. two. Yeah. Yep. And I'm excited just as much as we've talked about Keegan O'Toole and David, I'm ready to see younger Bastida and Wyatt Hendrickson in the mm -hmm. same room. Me too. So we'll see that next weekend. Mm -hmm. That's what's crazy. We should. That's what's crazy. Yep. I need the Not this upcoming weekend, the yeah, weekend sorry. after that. March, uh, what is it? March 9th? March. Like We're so close. I can't believe it. March, yep. March 9th and 10th. We're gonna we're gonna see them in a bracket together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Exciting. Barring injury, which again, fingers crossed. Um, we <clears> should <throat> get Bastida and Hendrickson because Younger's proven that no one else in the Big 12 can hang with him. Yeah. Um, so it's it'll likely be Bastida and Hendrickson. And my, one of my favorite moments outside of all of the takedowns that from Younger was in the second period, after the first period, Younger had choice. He could have chosen bottom, top, or neutral, just like every other period. Yeah. And David had said that week prior that younger is so good neutral he's so good on top he's so good on bottom and i rolled my eyes a little bit it's like <laughs> younger's calm down younger's not that good on bottom he's still a freestyle background he's still not totally used to folk style and so when younger had choice in the second period i'm like all right let's see what he does he chose bottom immediately i'm like all right let's see what happens ref blows the whistle <laughs> zach actually got a little bit of a head start like if you watch that and dresser even said it after the duel Elam started early. Mm -hmm. um, ref didn't call it. They let him wrestle. Bastida got up in 10 seconds. Yeah. Up and out in 10 seconds. And then that moment's like, oh, probably shouldn't have doubted David Carr. How foolish of me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's How that's what went you? through my mind. And then, yeah, after the dual meet, I think David said, again, something similar, either David or Younger. It's like, yeah, me and coach, our coach and Younger drilled that. Um, exactly what would happen happened and younger got up and out immediately. I'm like, okay, if he's getting up and out against Zach Elam, one of the best guys on top in all of college wrestling. Yep. Why, why can't he win? I mean, it's one of those, and I tweeted this on Sunday too. 
Younger looks like an NCA finalist right now. Yeah. Like if he, we'll see what happens against Wyatt Hendrickson. But right now it's him and Greg Kirkfleet and the rest of the field. Like there's a gap right now, but we'll see what happens with Wyatt Hendrickson. So, right. One match at a time. One match at a time. <laughs> no, I agree. I think Younger looks the best he's looked since he got at, to Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Like by far. He looks great. His size is great. He's confident. He's he's just, yeah, an incredible athlete. He finished the regular season with a perfect 20 and 0 record mm -hmm. in his inaugural season as a heavyweight. Yep. His takedown ratio is 83 to 2. Pretty good. And those two takedowns that he gave up were on his own shots. They yep. were bad shots. Yep. And one of them was the first one of the season. The very first one. Um, he had 13 bonus point victories and six top 10 wins. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he had 20-0 record. So, um, that's a 30%. 30% of his wins came against top 10 opponents, which is a lot. And then his bonus rate was 65%. So, 65% of the matches, he won by bonus points, which at heavyweight is Unheard unbelievable. Of. Unheard of. <laughs> it's him and Greg Kirkfleet. Like that's those are the only two guys that are having a bonus rate that high. Um, so yeah, younger Bastida, different kind of animal. He absolutely looks like an NCAA finalist right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, again, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Apologies. But right now it looks like Iowa State has two NCAA finalists, David Carr and Younger Bastida. So that's very exciting. But we got to get to Big 12s first. Hopefully they both win Big 12 championships. <laughs> throw Casey Swiderski in there. Throw Anthony Echemendia in there. Um, see if MJ Gaetan can't pin his way to championship. That would be fun. So, I mean, Marcus Coleman used to be the pinning machine. Mm -hmm. Now it's MJ. Yep. Pin your way through that bracket. I um, Another thing I'll bring up with Younger, and I think this is a testament to the fact when I bring up that, you know, the way he is talking his trash, it's it's not met with negativity. No, we so in his tweet, if you go and see, like check the fall or the responses and the quote tweets, no one's being mean. Yeah, I expected Penn State fans to be offended. Right, like and they're not. I've seen a few like, oh, wait till you get Greg, which I agree. Mm -hmm. I I'm very curious to see what he's like up against Greg Kirkley because they're very similar body shapes. They're about the same height, maybe. Yep. Um, same weight, only, very similar athleticism. They're just they were just five pounds um, away from each other when Iowa wrestled Penn State. Mm. Um, who knows what that'll look like in a few weeks? Yeah. Um, and they have similar styles. Like, I agree. I don't think anyone disagrees that that matchup is going to be something else. Mm -hmm. But, like, people aren't shy to talk crap on Twitter. No, especially and, wrestling fans. Yeah, if you are involved in wrestling Twitter, no one's afraid to say what they want to say. And no one has said anything bad. No. No one's, like, shading him or, like, it just shows that, other people respect his craft and they know that he's as good as he says he is. Mm -hmm. So, and the fact that he has those um, six top 10 wins is a really big deal mm -hmm. because he has had a stacked um, schedule this season. Yep. Like probably, I don't know. I can't remember now compared to the other guys, but he's had probably the like match to look forward to in majority of the things that we've talked about. So, mm -hmm. yep. I'm excited. It's going to be really fun. He is, it is, I'm very happy to be sitting here 
talking about younger in this way compared to how we closed out the season last year. Right. And like I've always for the last two years, I've been driving the the younger Bastida hype train because like <laughs> not to pat my own back. I've seen <laughs> this from him. Like I can like this is what his ability is. And then last year he gets injured. He has a really tough time cutting weight and he just couldn't finish the season how we all knew it was possible for him to finish. And then now that he is not having a cut weight, now that he's healthy, we are seeing a guy who can be an NCAA finalist, can win an NCAA championship. And um, I mean, barring citizenship can win an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, mm -hmm. that's what his ceiling is, is yeah. Olympic gold medal. So um, I agree. No, he's, he's a different kind of, different kind of cap. Well, and a fun part of Sunday too was we got younger and David in mm -hmm. the post dual press conference and their friendship has just been so cool to watch. And, um, uh, younger confirmed that David essentially did recruit him mm -hmm. to come wrestle at Iowa He's State. He's the reason David Carr's the reason younger is at Iowa State. They like, met in the 2019 <clears throat> junior world championship. Yeah. Um, they talked kind of because they couldn't speak each other's languages. Yeah, they used a translator. So they used Google Translate or whatever it was. Um, and then a couple years later, when Younger decided he was going to go to America, I think he said he DM David, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, I want to wrestle with you. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> and then crazy. They did. And they and they're just so fun to see. Um, I loved it on Thursday when Younger was like, David's always there to pick all of us up, you mm -hmm. know. And I mean, David quite literally mm -hmm. physically picks Younger up after he wins big matches. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was like a, one of those like poetic moments. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, they just speak so highly of each other. And I just think back to the moment when um, it was David Marcus Coleman mm -hmm. and Ian, no, was it younger? It was younger. It was those three that won all Americans. Yes. Yeah. It makes me think of that moment when they were hugging and laughing in the back hallways mm -hmm. of the arena. It makes me think back to that moment. And I, you know, how big it was for them to finally achieve what, you know, as a program they really, really wanted. Well, imagine if they get to both wrestle and championship matches. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I don't even have myself, but like, imagine their friendship and being able to have that moment after all it took to get younger here and become teammates and all the work that's been put into putting this lineup together. Like it's just, again, one of those poetic moments. Mm -hmm. So, and again, not to get ahead of ourselves, but if they both are NCAA finals slash NCAA championship champions, that puts Iowa state in a really good spot to win a team trophy. So again, we'll talk about that much Hypothetical. more later, Hypothetical. but <laughs> it's a real possibility. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting. Exciting times. Mm -hmm. Um in Big 12 news, uh Big 12 championships are in Tulsa until 2028. Yep. John Smith, who you paying? Like those fans show up. That's the difference. I mean, they they had it in Kansas City one year and there was still twice as many, three times as many Oklahoma State fans as anyone else. So if you're going to send the most people, you get it at your home arena. It's like the Big 12 basketball tournament. It's in Kansas City because Kansas and Iowa State fans show up. If the Texas schools want it down there closer to by them, it should show up. They don't. So It's not even that far. No. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Next week, we're really going to hit the ground running on, you know, Big 12s. Can't wait to see what 
those seeds look like. Mm-hmm. Give me the brackets. I'm just ready to hit that. I just, I love the chaos of the tournament because it's obviously just so fast paced. Mm-hmm. These guys are just running a marathon. So I'm excited to see how people step up. I'm excited to see guys like Evan Frost. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see MJ in this environment. We, Etchemendia. I don't think he's yeah. wrestled a tournament. I'm the postseason a, tournament. So. I think, yeah, I think he's going to be really interesting. Again, next week, I'll really hit that campaign. But what is stopping Casey Swiderski from being a Big 12 champion? Nothing. The same thing with Anthony. They <laughs> both they both have a clear path to Big 12 championships. Yeah. Champions. So it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts about Sunday's duel? Um, I'm happy to be the captain of the younger Bastida hype train. <laughs> I, I feel vindicated in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, big shout out to the crew in the forums. Cause they're the ones who are like, Hey, those t-shirts, mm-hmm. we should do this. And I, I think I had mentioned, maybe I didn't mention it. We had tried looking into this prior, but it just kind of depended on, you know, younger status. So we kind of had to be patient with that, but Once they reminded me like, hey, we should check in on that again. Mm -hmm. I made it happen. We're here. Yeah, International students before this couldn't get NIL. Something changed. I don't know what necessarily, but now international students can get NIL money. So, yeah. Yeah. So Younger Bastida shirt officially came out today. What a better day. Mm -hmm. Younger's Younger's the Big 12 wrestler of the week. He gifted us that tweet from today. And now you can get an Air Bastida shirt. Yep. And some of you may recognize that image. Uh, when I first saw it, I texted Jackie immediately. Is that image from this thing? They don't want to say what it's necessarily from because I don't want to accidentally have to pay the other guy too. But that that was a moment from this season. I'll say that. <laughs> when we were talking artwork, it was just one of those where I was like, it was that match where we were like, oh, he's the real deal. Yeah. Like we knew he was the real deal, you know. But we, you know, the way the start of the season kind of went, we were just waiting for him to have like a really good ranked opponent. Mm -hmm. And that was the first, that was the first one, right? That he truly lifted. Cause I'm trying to think of that Iowa duel night. I don't know that he, I've I've mysteriously blocked that out of my brain. Yeah. But that match was just so significant Mm because it was just like, again, it was like, yeah. This is this is legit. He's here. We're it's doing real. it. Yeah. He's he's gonna do it. So go buy the shirt. I already ordered mine. <laughs> I love it. I look forward to seeing everyone wearing them in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Aiden, do you have any final thoughts? You actually went to the duel. I did. Yeah, with my dad it was awesome. Nice. I love it. We we're actually sitting in the like GA side, like on the ends. Mm-hmm. And then he got a text from one of his friends, like, "Hey, we got two extra seats next to us." So we were like. <laughs> middle of the mat oh nice i think ninth row or something like that it mm-hmm. was it was unbelievable and yeah the etchman dia throw for like where i was sitting was unbelievable mm. yeah uh, one more thing when do they announce seating for it'll Big be next 12s? week sometime yeah they i don't was... have a set date for that they never do it's, it's just it's like awful. you know one day maybe we'll wake vibes. up yeah it's vibes thing <laughs> i i can relate to that actually the coaches have to get together like i think there's a, a coach's mm. call meeting and then they all argue for their wrestler to be ranked higher <laughs> yep. and from what i've heard from coaches both past and present is it's an absolute nightmare of a situation sounds like it so um a whole <laughs> bunch of very much alpha personalities type one type a personalities um get imagine? a room not a room anymore but a zoom call uh 
imagine John Smith and Kevin Dresser arguing about a seed or Kevin Dresser and Brian Smith arguing about a seed. So it's, it's a mess. It'll happen when it happens, but um, it'll be sometime next week. It, uh, it makes me think of, I think it was nationals. I was sitting somewhere and they wanted to reorder um, the finals Mm-hmm. And it didn't sound like the communication of that information <laughs> was done super well. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the media area, which is just out on the floor, and I was working, and all I hear is John Smith behind me yelling, Why didn't anyone communicate this? It was so funny. I'd never, it was just like I'm so used to seeing him in the coach's corner. So just see him casually walking around in his vest. And I was mm-hmm. like, What is happening? yeah so i can only imagine what that meeting is like and honestly i, to be I may have lied because i feel like kevin dresser said last year for the first year ever they got an outside third party to do it for them to try to oh. avoid all of this do you remember that he's I like, like they got a whole bunch that. of wrestling nerds is what he yep. said they got a whole bunch of wrestling nerds to try Did to figure say, out like jason bryan jason bryan yeah yep, a couple other guys so they, that might have changed last <laughs> year to try to probably avoid some yes. of that conflict you say that now and i feel like i can see us in the yeah. room having this conversation yeah that's funny shout out to jason bryant yeah love that good guy, guy. definitely definite wrestling nerd i would say but... <laughs> definitely does a lot for the sport yep um yeah it's all, all vibes from here on out aiden so um did you give us your final thoughts was that it that's about all i got all, all right. right fair enough <laughs> well we'll be back next week um we'll get a chance to talk to the team before they take off for tulsa it's hopefully brackets will be out by then yeah should be. i'd imagine they should be you know you say that now and i remember schedule we couldn't figure out when we wanted to record because we couldn't figure out when we were getting information mm-hmm. so fun stuff but yep. we're going to do our best to bring you all the coverage we can to prepare everyone to better understand what we're working with um for the team and yeah all of this truly is only possible because fairway mm-hmm. shout out to fairway who continue to sponsor our work so Uh, Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.